All right, let's talk uh, some movies here. I've never, I've never literally, in my life, or in a long, long time, heard about a movie weekend, seen more people make plans than the Barbie Oppenheimer one-two punch. Jason Evans, give me your bio because you, you do, you know, you're so deep in all this film stuff. How do we describe your uh, pedigree? What is your uh, uh, so I, I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. film critic. I write 100 word reviews. That's my thing. Like I do them real quick. I do 100 word reviews. And, and you've been uh, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place, man. You've been reviewing films for over 20 years, for everywhere from CNN to some of the biggest online sites. How do people find you before we get into this? Uh, Jason Duke Evans on Twitter, probably the easiest place to find me. All right. So thanks, man. <laughs> do, do, do you remember? Now, last summer, Top Gun was absolutely just as hyped, but that was one movie. This is the one-two punch I've been literally hearing about for five months, which is Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same weekend. Would you agree this is an all-time hype in terms of movies out in the summertime? Yeah, uh, you've never seen, or I can never recall, movies sort of in tandem like this. I mean, all of us, Barbenheimer is a thing. <laughs> People talking about going to see both these movies, like in a double feature or whatever, is a thing. I never recall that. It just, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, Abe, who we work with here at the station, he rolled in here. He's like, yeah, I did them both last night. And I was like, I don't want to hear about either one of them. I'll, I'll, <laughs> and I, just like I'm going to tell you, don't tell me too much about Oppenheimer because I think I'm going today at 4 o'clock. But Abe already went and saw both. Now, again, uh, uh, a, a 37 – how old is he, uh, Bo? 37? Yeah, right around there, yeah. 37-year-old dude going to Barbie by himself, a little shaky, but the Oppenheimer <laughs> thing I get. But but Barbenheim is a thing. So before we get into your Oppenheimer review, um, why are these so hyped? Is it the filmmakers behind them? Is it the muscle promotionally? Like, what is it that is that is taking people back to the movies in droves this weekend? How did the hype get so big? Why is it? You know what, Steak? If I knew the absolute answer to that, I would not be talking to you. I would be making tens of millions of dollars as yeah. the best publicist in Hollywood. Yeah, the biggest marketer. No one, look, yeah, look, the truth is no one knows how this became some crazy viral uh, you know, thing where people are going to do this. Because, by the way— these movies don't go together. Oppenheimer's a three-hour film that is mostly just people talking to each other with one explosion in the middle. And Barbie is like the, you know, pastels and pink yep. and this silly movie about, you know, comedy right. about a toy. They don't go together at all. I I can't imagine seeing them back to back. It'd just be such a right. weird juxtaposition. Well, it, it, here's the other thing I would say, and I haven't been to a film yeah. festival. I was set to go to the Toronto Film Festival with my 20-year anniversary, my wife got us a trip there, but then I'm reading that film festivals without actors are not going to be worth traveling to. But my point is, sometimes you want to just let a movie sink in, and Oppenheimer feels like the kind of filmmaking that maybe you walk out of the movie, you take a deep breath and have some time to talk about it, as opposed to popping into Barbie. That much being said, is the hype. I've read some things about Oppenheimer, one of the great American films ever, the the absolute pedigree of Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan's film career, uh, the most important American film ever made. I mean, crazy stuff. You've seen it. How much is that overhype? I mean, most important American movie ever made. That, that's that's a that's a lot of hype, man. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't think that's quite there. Right. Okay. It it is it is an important film. It's a challenging film. Like it is not an easy watch. 
and the first, I'd say, 20 to 30 minutes, you're definitely going to be like, hang on, what am I, what am I in for here? What's happening here? Right. They're shifting timelines. It takes place across like three different shifting timelines. Look, Christopher Nolan loves to mess around with time and the such. Yeah, but that's for sure. But once you really get into it, like, like steak, the 30 minutes leading up to the test of the first atomic bomb, uh, I could literally feel my heart pounding. I could feel my, my, my breath coming quicker at the excitement and the tension of those moments. And it is a tremendously important film. I'll, I'll tell you how you know it's a great movie. I, I'm about to name a bunch of actors who have like, who are in this film, who have like three or four lines, like Casey Atfleck, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Remy Malek, um, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, Gary Oldman. These guys are in this movie and they're barely in the movie. Right. Like they're in it for like two scenes. Well, that speaks, that speaks to Christopher Nolan's juice as 100%, well. 100%. All right, yeah. so talk about, because I want to get to any other Dark Horse movies to see, but but uh, talk about the performances. Is this a best picture? Is Downey Jr. a best supporting actor? Is Cillian Murphy best actor? Talk about those guys. Yes. Yeah, so that, I was going to say, that's, that's the easy part about this. Absolutely, this is going to get a ton of Academy Award. Now, look, it's, it's July. I suppose there could be five, seven, or eight better films that come along, but I really, really doubt that. Uh, it's going to get Best Picture nominations. It's going to get Best Director and Best Screenplay nominations. Cillian Murphy is a, a absolute lock to get a Best Actor nomination. I think Robert Downey Jr., who has never won an Academy Award, probably will win his first Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. He's incredible in this film. You could also maybe say Emily Blunt, could be up for Best Supporting Actress. Um, they're they're going to be a, just a – and the technical awards are going to be through the roof for this thing. All right, so – Lighting, the sound the – light, the lighting and the sound of this film are almost like another character. That's how good it is. So, if those of you who don't know, uh, Jason also has a Duke basketball podcast that is the number one listened to Duke basketball podcast in America. So, in terms of Duke basketballs, one through five, how many does this get? Is this a five uh, – is this five dribbles? Uh, where does this movie rank? Yeah, it's like four and a half basketball, four and three quarters of basketball. Four, it's four. just, it's a, it's a tad too long. It is three hours. Okay, so I think if someone could have said to Christopher Nolan, dude, maybe we chop out just a little bit of this and get it down to like 230, 240, then it would be five basketballs, five slam dunks. Okay, but four and a half is pretty good. Hey, uh, I know you haven't seen Barbie yet, have you? No. And I, can I tell you a quick, super yeah. fast story? So I'm really mad at Warner Brothers, the company that's distributing Barbie, because. The Oppenheimer screening was was on Tuesday this past week, and we knew about that for weeks. Like Universal Pictures had said, we're screening Oppenheimer on Tuesday, so every critic in the country could plan their schedules around seeing it. Well, just a few days ago, Warner Brothers said, hey, we're screening Barbie on Tuesday also. Right. And, and they did not provide any other opportunity for critics to go see it. So it was kind of kind of frustrating. That well, they, listen, I, the, I don't want to say they're those are first class. Those are first class problems. It's still got 89 <laughs> exactly. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> hey, real quick. Give me two movies. If we're going to see Oppenheimer and it's sold out, give me two Dark Horse movies for this summer out there. Oh, man. Uh, look, if you I, people are almost forget because the hype about these movies, people are almost forgetting about Mission Impossible. Right. They, they should still go see Mission Impossible. Uh, frankly, the rest of the summer is a little bit like, eh, you know, there's not a ton out there. If you can still look, if you can still find Spider-Verse and you haven't seen that, it's an amazing, amazing film. I, I just, it, to me, it hasn't been a great dark horse kind of summer. And a lot of movies are like, I walk out of them and I'm like, it was fine. What's that you know, chick? Like Indiana Jones. What's that fine. chick flick with all the Asian women that are going off on the okay. summer? Yeah. Uh, so it's called Joy Trip. Yeah. Um, I, I, I personally didn't love it. 
I found it a little too stereotypical. It's not like Bridesmaids? No, the jokes didn't land for me the way they did. But some people like it. I know a lot of people who have liked it. If you think, if you watch the trailer for Joy Trip and you think, oh, this is for me, then, then it'll probably work for you. All right. Jason Evans, four and three quarters basketballs. I think he just told us to go see Oppenheimer. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I did. That's what I did. I think that's what he did.